close your eyes and don't try to hide Or a silly spook, place it by your side Shrouded in a dark disguise They pretend to terrorize When we ghost out to socialize Hello foolish mortals and welcome back to the Grim Grinning Guys podcast we are your host i'm matt i'm derek i'm craig uh, please stay calm we are back recording i know a lot of you have been asking today's episode is going to be uh it's going to be a little different as we pay uh, homage tribute honor uh to our good friend josh humphrey of easywdw.com uh, as most of you are aware uh, josh passed away couple of weeks ago, and uh, we have just, uh, we, we, we've been meaning to record anyways, but this just happened to uh, occur, and so we wanted to kind of give pause uh, in what we had planned to do to take a show and kind of remember our good friend Josh and, and, and let you listen back to some of his uh, finer moments on our show as we are, uh, again, as most people in the Diz community, very shocked and saddened uh, to hear of his passing, and so guys, we just kind of wanted to Talk a little bit about Josh, share some memories, and then revisit some of his times together with us on the show. So, it seems like every time I'd go down there, and I'd it always revolve around food for mm-hmm. for us. We didn't go out and, like you guys and go uh, putt putt yeah. or anything like that. We always just ate because that's what I do. <laughs> and uh, Josh was always gracious with his time and and never never seemed to be in a rush. He always took took the time to be in those moments with with yeah. my family yeah. and I, I sorry <laughs> i just appreciated that a lot yeah and uh josh you know we don't it was it, it's odd because you don't it's, it's not a friend that we had that we saw all that often uh but when we did as you said it was it was meaningful time spent together and uh, for, for me, I started reading Josh's site after our first trip. We took our first trip back in 2012, and I kind of, I don't know how, but I stumbled upon his site by chance and got to reading it. It was, the, I mean, honestly, the best advice anybody was giving, I think, in terms of mm-hmm. planning Disney vacations. Uh, and reading his site made, made me want to go back all the more. Uh, I remember reading his report on the Very Merry Christmas Party, which I had never been to and thought, oh, hey, I'd really like to go to that. You know, it, I think it was three year, two or three years after that, uh, and I put this on Twitter. We kind of, I just kind of noticed him in Magic Kingdom in the early part of the morning, and he was out taking pictures. And um, did you follow him around? I did not oh. follow him around. <laughs> oh, that was Tom Burke. No, yeah, I'd never done that, contrary to popular belief. And he was very, you know, very kind to me and my family, and uh, my my mom and in laws were there with us, and uh, just a very friendly guy. And uh, I emailed him not long after, and we kind of stayed in touch. And uh, I think the first time we actually ate with him was in May of 2016 with act- with Cre- uh, Colby and Harper, actually. We went and had dinner at uh, Columbia Harbor House. Craig and Misty were out having an anniversary dinner. And as you said, Derek, it was usually around food. Uh, he, he liked eating with us at character buffets because he would talk <laughs> yeah. about how, how awkward it was to be a single guy yeah. just going to all these character meals. So. Uh, we went to Ohana. We went to 1900 Park Fair, Columbia Harbor House. He ate with us at Tiffin's and uh, what was Skipper? Was it no, not Skipper. Uh, um, uh, the place in Epcot at Morocco <laughs> Spice Road Table. Yes, 
where else do we go? I, 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 so, so we he, he ate with us at the boathouse at Disney Springs, and uh, and they, I mean, with me, he ate at um, Raglan Road. Yeah, uh, he ate with me at Raglan Road once. Yeah, and, and, and um, the Mickey, what's Mickey at Contemporary? Chef Mickey's. Chef yeah. Mickey's. We ate at Chef Mickey's one day, and, it, and and we've got the memories of when us three were with him, and he would, you know, we would order. Maybe the same thing. Yes, and he would. Well, that that was we ate at Skipper Canteen, and you two ordered the same thing. And right, and that was our quote for the whole yeah. trip. Was that's one way to do that's it. That's one way to do it. <laughs> we yeah. got several quotes from here. We kind of throw back and forth mm-hmm. for the kids and things like that. Yeah, <laughs> for the kids. <laughs> but you know, I I get to thinking when we get ready for this this podcast is he kind of was a sounding board for us getting this started. Yeah, you know, we were us three were down there and we were talking about. You know, we will mention this to Josh that we're thinking about doing this. You know, of course, his his response at first yeah, was, was not, great. Three more, three yeah. more grown men doing yeah. another podcast. That's what we need is another podcast. Yeah, but he was very. I mean, he he always had that sarcastic side, mm-hmm. but then he went to that side of really being helpful and telling us, you know, some things that that he would like to see in podcasting and things like that. Of course, he tried his own hand in podcasting. Uh-huh. And even though he did that, he still came on our show and helped mm-hmm. us. And and uh, and he was a very early guest for us. Yeah, he was episode twelve. Yeah, and he gave us. I mean, he probably not that we're on the board at all, but he he helped us to get a lot several followers mm-hmm. from just his expertise. And then he became kind of regular and even called the fourth grim grinning guy several times. Yeah. So uh, I don't know if he appreciated that or not. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I highly doubt it. But but he uh, the thing I think we enjoyed about Josh. Or at least I can speak for myself is is his true just straight to the point. Oh yeah, there was no beating around the bush, and that and that's kind of been our style. Yeah, uh, and I think we've picked up some of that from him. Is just we're not going to candy coat anything. We're just going to tell you the way it is. Now Josh took a lot of criticism over that, mm-hmm. um, but he wasn't a for all practical purposes not a homer. I mean he yeah. he said it like it was, and and he tell you up front he wasn't for everybody. Yeah, and, yeah. and, and we're not either. And, and he'll tell you he footed the bill for a lot of the stuff at Disney because sure, yeah. they weren't going to pay for him to come because they knew he was going to be critical of it. Yeah, and and he but he was in it to help people plan a a Disney vacation. And I, I mean countless families that I that we have helped plan. You know we would give them advice, but ultimately I'd say go to this website, look at these pages. And if if all else fails, just do what Josh says. Because you think of other websites out there that will charge you to make a right. a plan for your day or to be a member. His site was free. He put touring plans on his site for free. Uh, I mean, Wait I, times. Yeah, Josh did things that I've not found other people's other people do um, in terms of planning, especially for for no cost. And you know, we had some disagreements with Josh uh, over the last year i guess about different things and that's just that's part of uh friendship i think but you know josh was i, I could always count on it. if i was going to disney world with my family whether or not i met up with him i could shoot him a text uh, about a question about anything from park entry to hotels or what's gonna be best for the kids and he would be very quick to respond and help and uh it didn't expect anything in return so i think the last time we actually hung out was in january 2021 we were supposed to run the full marathon, and that got canceled, but we went with the Rochelles. And he just came over, and we hung out at Animal Kingdom Lodge for a while, and we probably talked for a couple of hours and just uh, enjoyed being together. And, you know, I, I appreciate all that Josh did uh, for the Disney community and uh, for our, as you said, Derek, for, for my family. He was always very good to my kids. I, uh, again, the day we spent, uh, we went to – we were there on a spring break. Keegan was sick, uh, and so Sissy stayed at – 
this was at uh, Bonnet Creek, the Wyndham. And so we had an extra Legoland ticket. I was like, hey, Josh, you want to go? He said, sure. He'd never been. <laughs> and so me, Josh, and Bruin drive the 45 minutes or whatever down to Legoland, stayed there a few hours and, you know, had a great day. And, uh, you know, Bruin always enjoyed spending time with, with Josh. And so. You played lots of mini golf. We did. We played both <laughs> courses at Fantasia Garden. Um, I still love your uh, your tweet of the uh, – a Disney legend, oh, and Mickey Mouse. Yes. You know, it was, it was yeah. a picture of Josh. <laughs> Three Disney icons. It was Tower Terror and Mickey and Josh. And so we, uh, we have, we have a lot, I have a lot of good memories of Josh and I'm, I'm sad to. Speaking of your Legoland, um, trip, I remember afterwards he showed me the video uh-huh. of it and, and the, the water show. Oh yeah. Yeah. Skiing with the, with the Lego heads on. And I was very skeptical. I was like, is this all they're doing? Yeah. And he, he was kind of admon- he admonished me for saying that because yeah. because he said, "Well, what else can they do with those heads on?" Yeah, and he was he, he was very impressed that they were able to he, ski like that. He was, and, I, and I was not, and it was just funny how we viewed things. And it was he, he got a kick out of that. Yeah, and I'm I'm still kind of in you know when I heard it, I was just kind of in a fog, like most people were probably. Um, and you know, Josh was very open about things that he had struggled with, and he dealt with illness and. He, he he reached a lot of people and helped a lot of people and I don't know if he he ever got the thanks necessarily for doing that but uh, I know we were certainly thankful for what he did when, when he posted not too long ago about what he had been battling with his illnesses and and so many people reached out and said we missed you or you know we're sorry we didn't know about those things uh, I can't I can't imagine we've we've discussed this we we by no means without a doubt don't depend on this podcast for our livelihood but mm-hmm. for those that do. The last two years have, have taken a toll on a lot yeah. of people, and and I can imagine what people like Josh or, or others that are in that business, yeah. and that's that's what they depend on to pay the bills and mm-hmm. put food on the table, have dealt with. You know, we fuss and we argue about things Disney's doing, but it affects them. Oh yeah, the bottom line. Yeah, mm-hmm. and and I can't imagine that. You know, our without a doubt, our thoughts and our prayers are with his family. One hundred percent, and those that those that. Uh, he had several close friends in the Disney community, and they, those are outpouring. And we our prayers and thoughts with them too as they they grieve this and as they uh, go through the days ahead and trying to trying to see life without Josh. Yep. Again, echoing what Craig said, our our prayers are with his family and his friends. Uh, I know his family posted that if you would like to make a contribution, uh, you know, a monetary contribution, make it to the cast member pantry, uh, and I think in lieu of flowers, give flowers to someone you care about. So. Uh, Guys, anything else before we turn it over to some of Josh's highlights from the show? Just, I'm I'm glad that someone like Josh came into our life and, yep. and we got to enjoy and laugh and cut up and be kind of uh, sarcastic to one another, but in a mm-hmm. in a fun way. And we, yep. I, I'm glad he came. I, I was able to know Josh. Just yeah, very very thankful to have had him be a part of us. Yeah, and uh, he will forever be the honorary fourth. Fourth Grim Grinning Guy. That he, that he will. Uh, he joined us for eight episodes. Episode 12, 70, 71, 72, 153, 195, 196, and 197. You guys are impressed that I That uh, was impressive. That. Uh, so he joined us for eight episodes over the course of, of our show. And uh, we're going to let you listen to some of his finer moments on our show and hopefully give you a laugh and make you remember Josh uh, in a in a lighthearted way. So thank you, Josh. 
We have been building this up for several days now, and it's finally time to reveal who the special guest is. And guys, I'm very excited. This is a uh, someone who's become a good friend of ours. He is the co-author to the Easy Guide to your Walt Disney World visit. He is the owner, operator, author, and CEO of EasyWDW.com. He is Josh Humphrey. Josh, welcome here into the graveyard. Well, thank you for having me. I like everything you just said. <laughs> What is it like a day in the life of a celebrity Disney blogger? Well, I woke up, edited some pictures of Mickey's backyard barbecue, and I have completed authoring that post. I just have to edit it and add two jokes. You had two jokes in that post? I have to come up with two jokes. Oh, you have to come up with some. (laughs) Those don't just normally happen? No, it takes months of (laughs) I I guess there's only so many ways to beat the mouse at his own game. Typically, you can either save money or you can save time or you can save stress. It's rare that you can do all three at once. It's all about personal preference, I suppose. It is, and it's how you want to spend your money. Josh, how did how did you get into blogging? Well, I forget, but the story I tell is I was selling clothing <laughs> on eBay for maybe seven years, and I was writing very serious auction advice to serious sellers on eBay, and there isn't a whole lot of market for that sort of advice, so that's how I got into blogging. I was planning a trip to Disney World maybe 10 years ago now, and it just seemed like a lot of the coverage was fluff. There wasn't really anybody telling me how I should spend my money, whether they were right or wrong. Everything was just great, and it didn't help me figure out if I only have three table service meals at Disney World, where do I want to eat? So I thought, since there wasn't that coverage that I could fill that gap in. Here I am in Florida, seven years old. It's a great tip. Was it worth the three-hour wait to meet Sandy Claus? It's a very precious picture. <laughs> As all your pictures are, Josh. <laughs> <laughs> well, I had never met him before, and I thought that this was as good of an opportunity. There wasn't anything that I felt like I needed to be doing otherwise. It was either that or ride the many adventures of Winnie the Pooh for the 176 times. <laughs> we hear that that's the best number to ride on, 176. Everything changes. Yeah. Well, if I had known that. I will say, I think the peak of your career has been your pictures of buffet items at various Disney World buffets. They're immaculate. Yes. Well, just try to take some some time and just feel the hatred of everybody around you in that buffet line. <laughs> at, at the thought of being delayed 10 seconds for their asparagus. <laughs> it, it, there's nothing like it. Plus, you got to crouch down 
do you feel that the the new FastPass Plus system is better or worse than the the old paper system? It depends where you're coming from. For somebody like me, it's fantastic because I can go to Hollywood Studios and I can know that I'm going to write Play Story, Tower of Terror, and Star Tours. Whereas in the paper fast pass days, I'd have to get there before 11 a.m. to get that paper fast pass and have to wait until the evening to ride. But it depends on a lot of factors, the size of your group and how often you're willing to refresh and on and on and on. If you know what you're doing, I think it's positive for most people, but at the same time, the wait times have risen so much that maybe it's a wash. If you could portray any character at Walt Disney World and work as that character, what would it be? Lady Tremaine. <laughs> <laughs> there was like, no... I would love to just be able to be mean to kids think they're being charming. I, there was no hesitation in that answer whatsoever. It sounds like has somebody asked you that before? <laughs> no, it's just sometimes I dress up. <laughs> uh, one more, Josh. What's what's the one thing that still, after doing all this, the one thing that appeals to you the most about Walt Disney World? What's the one thing they do that stands out to you? As, as far as making it a, a magical place, a special place that people wants to, want to continue to travel to? Well, I think my favorite thing is seeing the people get off of Magical Express and their eyes just lit up because their whole week is in front of them. Mm. It's, uh, it's a real fun sight to see and makes me happy that I do what I do. Oh, we do appreciate what you do, Josh. What? Your favorite place to eat anywhere at Walt Disney World? Sanaa Lunch. Great choice. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Your favorite snack anywhere at Disney World? The the Dole Whip Pineapple Upside Down Cake was good. Corn Dog Nuggets are my favorite thing, though. I, I didn't know if your hot dogosaurus Rex would have any play into this. I was wondering. <laughs> yeah, well, Restaurantosaurus sends the chat by Cashin. Any funny moments or anything that you've seen or heard going around the parks? Well, the funniest thing I have ever personally witnessed is a woman. The, the monorail was pulling away, and this lady was patting it on the back. She was behind the... <laughs> she's patting on the back like a cat, trying to get it stopped, and she chased after it only as far as she could get inside of that little corral, and then threw up her hands. <laughs> it had gone off, and she obviously wanted to board. She thought that was a New York City taxi. <laughs> yeah, she just thought, well, just halt, halt the production. Aaron <laughs> needs to get on now. This was our, our most recent one. What is your favorite place to get turkey 
at Walt Disney well, World. This was a part of our Thanks Disving episode, which came up this past Thursday. What is your favorite place to get turkey at Walt Disney World? Just yeah, just any time. A normal day. Sure, sure. <laughs> I don't know. It's like a Liberty Tree Tavern advertising. Liberty Tree Tavern is a fantastic restaurant. Uh, bingo! That's what I. That's the one that I said. So, <laughs> but because what are your other choices? I mean, <laughs> a turkey leg. <laughs> Where? Uh, anywhere. <laughs> we we told you we share your advice with a lot of people on the show and appreciate all the advice that you give us. And uh, we last saw you, we dined with you at Spice Road Table. Uh, did you enjoy dining with the Grim Grinning guys that evening? I always do when I do not have to pay. Well, <laughs> and with all the other customers there that night, so many people in there. Yes. Yeah, it was nice that everybody could pitch in a couple dollars to cover the bill. <laughs> A lot of the blogs out there just kind of report on how great the event is, uh, but you kind of get down to the matter of is it worth it, why it is, why it isn't, what could you do with your money otherwise. So we appreciate you for that, Josh. Well, I did feel a little goofy. I was there with my girlfriend, and we had paid to go on media night. So there's like 150 people comped there, and here I am spending $125. That's because Which is life. I get to be on. I get to be on podcasts like this one. Like it's all worth it. You know, but we're the consolation and, prize. And Josh, it's for the children, right? Oh yeah, every dollar <laughs> I spend is actually for charity. So there's that too. And, and after that, we were able to go on through the park, and we avoided Fantasyland the rest of the the rest of the day. Which yeah, we, we only did um, one other thing really. We did the Hall of Presidents at Tien. We left after that. And That's then what left. it was. Yeah. Yes. That might be the most anticlimactic story I've ever heard in my life. Go <laughs> <laughs> oh. so, to early morning magic and then go to Hall of Presidents and leave. That's- <laughs> That's the touring plan. You guys just got roasted. Well, Josh, (laughs) Josh, to really tell you, we were going to end on a big bang and go over to Country Bear Jamboree, but they didn't open until 11. (laughs) And we wanted to get over. We were going to Hollywood Studios next. We went to Animal Kingdom. Animal Kingdom. So that, it would have been such a huge ending going to Country Bears, but, you know, it just didn't work out. Well, I'll let it slide. (laughs) Does that sound more exciting, though, than, than Hall of Presidents? Yeah, I, I mean, if I were you, I would have just lied and said that you went to Tomorrowland and didn't have to wait at all, and then Splash Mountain, it was just a great morning. <laughs> but instead, the Hall of Presidents, which should be closed, right? <laughs> <laughs> now, now. <laughs> you're gonna get me in, You're going to get me in trouble. So 13 <laughs> restaurants will be ranking. We're going to start at the very bottom to pick out the very worst and work go work our ways all the way to the top. Now, Josh, you mentioned I, there are a couple of these you haven't been to. There is one that I have not been to. Don't let that discourage you. One. Because there is one that is Ravello. I'm technically banned from Four Seasons Resort Properties Worldwide. <laughs> well, we won't ask you to go into the details of that story. Where all have you been banned, Josh? Uh, just 
for the purposes of this discussion, Four Seasons Resort <laughs> properties and residences and golf courses worldwide. Which is the worst Disney character restaurant on Walt Disney World property. Well, this is the only one that is obvious, in my opinion, and it is Pink Bay Cafe. Really? Yes. Why is that? Well, it's not as good as the breakfast at Ale of Compass at the Yacht Club, and you don't get Mickey Mouse. So what's the point? That is true. I believe it's usually Donald, Goofy, Minnie, and I I think I saw they were adding Daisy. Is that did did you hear anything about that? Maybe not. Daisy, yeah, I'm sure she's uh, packing them in there. <laughs> uh, ask the, ask the kids who they want to meet at Disney World. It's Daisy at Cake Make Cafe. <laughs> uh, see, I I'm I'm really starting to question myself because we went there for dinner and enjoyed the dinner. Uh, I thought the food was good, but apparently I've been doing this all wrong. So, so Josh, you're saying that if the food is bad, but yet they bring it to you in family style, it's okay? The, the breakfast is good. How long ago did you go to dinner? Uh, I went in December. Yeah, well, then I guess maybe some reassessment would be wise. <laughs> <laughs> I've been in, I went in Not May. Not that there's anything wrong with pot roast for $55. Well, there's a lot more to it, but not. I digress. <laughs> Boy, Josh sounds like... I was on the dining plan. <laughs> oh, I was on the dining plan. <laughs> That's true. Josh, what were your impressions of the Trattoria Forno breakfast? Because it is a little unique compared to some of the other ones. Yeah, well, I went there on the first day with four guys, so... <laughs> There's that, <laughs> but it's a it's a it's unique. There's nothing really special about the restaurant, probably. But it is an Italian restaurant, and the menu is a bit Italian, which is kind of fun. You pick an entree, unlike the other restaurants. There's no buffet aspect whatsoever, which can be nice. You can relax and wait for the character to arrive without having to worry about being up. And missing that, as well as being able to see Flynn and Eric, you can't normally see. Although they will not take a picture together with their princess, huh? That's potentially a bummer. Yeah, that's strange. But there's some there's some other fun aspects. There's an adventure map they give you, and they play up that aspect. It's nicely themed. It's very relaxed, and the boardwalk is a pleasant area to visit as well. Now, is it is it a fairly easy reservation to get? You know, it's actually more difficult than you would think, but they did extend the times in, oh. to around noon now, so it's, a, it's easier to get later into the morning, which can be nice, too. <laughs> Josh, is he right or wrong? It is expensive, and they do rush you a bit, but... You could say there's nothing else like it. So, Derek, you are Plus, right. Plus, uh, you can get a bottle of Don P for $350 at 9 Ooh. in the morning. <laughs> Where else are you going to do that? At 9 in the morning. <laughs> number three, Cinderella's Royal Table. Number two, Crystal Palace. And, of course, number one, 1900 Park Fair. 
Now, Josh, if it had been up to you, what would you have placed number one? The 1900 Park Fair is a good choice. So you got your way. Yeah. <laughs> He knew once he when he first said Cape May Cafe, he knew exactly how the chips would fall. <laughs> so Josh, any other thoughts on character dining? Garden Grove should have been last. It was my mistake. <laughs> <laughs> Are you openly admitting to making a mistake? Don't do it, Josh. I made a mistake. <laughs> oh, <laughs> You heard it here first, folks, <laughs> on Grim Grinning Guys. Breaking. Confirmed. Breaking. Episode 71, Josh makes a mistake. Well, how are you going to argue that a character breakfast with two characters, it's only available on, on two, two days. Two days of the week. the swan isn't the worst one. Absolutely. There is no better Disney theme park blogger on the planet. There, I said it. Write it down, print it. Josh, if you want to use that quote to publicize your website, you can. Did you just ask me a question? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, listeners, for joining in on today's episode. As you, <laughs> as you leave, be sure to beware the hitchhiking ghosts. And hurry back. Josh, are you enjoying your Labor Day today? I am enjoying my Labor Day, I was about to say happy holidays, guys. <laughs> happy holidays to you. <laughs> Any big plans for today with the day off? <sighs> I don't know. I'm sick of Halloween, I can tell you that much. <laughs> Already. <laughs> Are you going to the Labor Day hard ticket event? Is there, is there one of those? Is there a Mickey very happy Labor Day party? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't give him any ideas. <laughs> What is he co-author of, Matthew, in case people want to get his book? The Easy Guy. Well, to your Walt Disney World trip. Yes. Yes. Uh, I think we need to give away a copy of that as well. Let's do it. We'll be doing that in the days ahead. Sound good, Josh? Yeah. I'm always happy to sell a copy. <laughs> <laughs> we, as our well, listener... Well, I, I could, one will not be provided, just to be clear. <laughs> oh. <laughs> well, second thought... <laughs> <laughs> be there actually Sunday night I will be at the Halloween party mm-hmm. you have a big costume planned maybe we could go as like a couple's costume I'll be salt you be pepper <laughs> yeah the, the, rappers. the rappers the rappers <laughs> now don't forget Derek you will have your down, wife and down, son down, with you down 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 <laughs> <laughs> down I did see those pictured they look pretty good and there's is there a hamburger over at Sunny Eclipse's place. Oh, that's uh, that's up to you. Good luck with that. <laughs> what? No, what always on that? That's, I believe it's a bacon cheeseburger with what? Something. I don't think either of us want to know. Tater tots. <laughs> I feel like I saw tater tots. <laughs> if, if you had to run a hundred yard dash to somewhere or from something, what would it be? No, where would oh. it be? Where? Yeah, where? Where on Disney like property? Mine was, like I was running to Ample Hills on the boardwalk. I would run away from Universal Studios. <laughs> <laughs> where is your favorite place on Disney property or in a Disney theme park to take a nap? Because oh, he does uh, that all the time. All right. 
I don't. I'm not a. I'm not a big napper. Not a big sleeper. Maybe you can uh, figure that out by my rambling. <laughs> <laughs> but certainly, my favorite place to hang out is Nomad Lounge by far. What, Josh? What is your favorite shortcut through any of the Disney parks? Um, well, you can use the chicken exit at Space Mountain, so you don't have to ride. <laughs> but you know, the, the the funny thing is, is that I'm too chicken to use the chicken exit because I feel like somebody will see me using it, or I, you have to tell the person like, I don't want to ride this 22 mile an hour. <laughs> roller coaster because i'm that scared please can you tell me where the exit is <laughs> so i ride that stupid thing every single time our friend josh from easy wdw is in the house how are you josh i'm great it's a little strange to be on a regularly scheduled podcast but i appreciate the invite <laughs> now now so you're saying that your show is irregularly scheduled, correct? I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that people have said that. People, <laughs> certain people. Well, we're, we're called spontaneous all the time just because we do no show prep. So, you know, you're kind of on the, on the yes. same show, you know. Yes. There's, yeah, I'll, I'll fit into that. That's good. <laughs> Definitely. I don't think you can explain why Pandora is so popular because that land pushed attendance at animal kingdom up 20 percent mm-hmm. and you cannot find a person that cares about avatar there's a, there's somebody's listening saying i love avatar <laughs> but other than that one person <laughs> that, that's it you're the only one but why does that ride still carry a 160 minute average weight why is it still pushing so many people to visit this land based on property that nobody cares about Whereas you have Star Wars, where theoretically there is an incredible built-in demand, and they cannot get people to go visit a theme park because of that. It, it's the same thing with movies. Some movies bomb. The Good Dinosaur, a good movie for Disney, bombed. Maybe with a different marketing campaign, maybe with a different trailer, maybe with a different title. That movie does two or three hundred more million dollars, but they can't figure it out. And if I could figure it out, I won't <laughs> say that I wouldn't be on this podcast right now. <laughs> <laughs> do you ever just go to parks without a camera? I mean, do you ever do that? <laughs> <laughs> You've got to be yeah. kidding me. <laughs> yeah. Some, yeah, my, my girlfriend and I go and I'll leave the camera at home, but I still uh take it take the camera out for food pictures and stuff a lot of the time. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, from time to time. And it's nice to go over to Universal, which nobody cares about. Like I don't have to cover that. Right. It's kind of fun and SeaWorld and stuff too. Have you been but back usually to- if I'm at Disney World, I'll chronicle my time just for your benefit. <laughs> Not for mine, but for you. Have you been back to Legoland? Like, yeah, absolutely. I think they have a new land there, too, I was reading about today. Yeah. I have to get back down there. Get, yeah, uh, we absolutely will- have to. Derek and I want your opinion. Do you feel like the water parks are a must-do at Come Disney? We just, <laughs> we're wondering... 
You're st- I never said they were a must do. Okay. Well, as somebody who has not had their shirt off in public in <laughs> 25 years, I don't think I'm the best. Like nobody's like Josh is a fun guy to go to the water. <laughs> so I'm probably not the guy, but I, I, there, you can take advantage of like the water parks and more. I'm, I'm not a ticket expert in that. Because I don't, I don't have those kinds of tickets. I don't have any experience in doing that sort of thing. But certainly, if you want a bit of a day off, I would guess go in there and splish splashing around, which a lot of <laughs> urine and little kids, I guess, would be fun. If that's what you want to do with your time. I don't know. Tell you what, it's good to go early. Josh, how's your Showtime series coming? I was noticing that on one of your tweets. So far, so good. Great. Great ratings. Hoping for a renewal. <laughs> Do you guys know what I'm talking about? No. It's no. on Becoming a God in Central Florida. It's a Showtime series about Josh. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't see that. Oh, yeah. Can I do something? Born ready. Yeah. I need to get this out of my system. Okay. You've got to be kidding me! Kidding me! This isn't an actual studio. You can't yell into the mic. And and just to mix things up, this one time only, I will tell you what I really think. (gasps) Wow, that's never that's never happened. Well, thank you. So you're so reserved. Thank you for showing us the side of you, Josh, that we've not seen before. That's you know everybody's got to. Got to pull a rabbit out of the hat at this point. <laughs> Josh, what do you think the worst is? The worst ride in Walt Disney World is Cali River Rapids. Oh, my goodness. What? Wow. Shock awesome. the world out there. Why is it. that? It is a terrible ride. <laughs> <laughs> this is the insight. That See, we're looking for, and we had that. What well, we had that right last time. It was way on up there. It was in the middle. It was. Yeah. Do you dislike it because of just because it gets you wet, or just the ride itself is not very good? None of the effects work. The storyline is contrived. You miss all of the details if you use fast pass. The wait times are grossly exaggerated, so you're unlikely to get in line. It's closed at least three months of the year. It gets you wet randomly. You could get soaked, but you could not get soaked. And whoever wants to get wet never does. And whoever does, doesn't. (laughs) There's only one exciting part through the entire thing, which is the one time you fall back going backwards. And then you feel bad about the fact that they had to completely, you know, ruin the natural habitat of Florida in order to build Disney World in the first place, and you're just supposed to smile through that. Could could you be a little more? De- also, could you be more detailed? It also opens later than the park and closes before the park, which makes it more difficult to ride. And Fast Pass Plus is hard to get. I don't like to put myself in the, put my stuff in my locker or have to remember which locker I used or the combination. And there's uh, not a whole lot to do over in that area of the park. Uh, yes, I've I've really underthought these. I, I have these <laughs> before. That's a dozen reasons why it's the worst. Uh, great insight, Josh. I can already tell this list is going to be very different. It is. So, wow. Well, Josh, thank you. Well, 
you're right, but I like Primeval World because I usually ride with a pair of other people who have never been on it before and don't know how much it sucks. <laughs> so it is absolutely <laughs> hilarious to see these people as they just get thrown around. Like my bat, I, I come out of there worse off than they do. But boy, do they regret it, and they had no idea what they were in for. It's like a Stitch's Great Escape. You can't help but just enjoy how bad of a time the other people are having. Right. But it does suck. You're right. (laughs) Good call, Craig. (laughs) Well, Alien Swirling Saucers is my entire brand. But you're probably right, an 89-second ride that you have to wait 45 minutes in the sun for and is worse than the ride that it was based on. So Uh pretty easy to drop that one out. Number 32, what do you got up next? Well, this is actually my least favorite ride in all of Walt Disney World. Oh, man. And it is Space Mountain. (gasps) Oh, Wow. Josh is... How did you let that come this far, Josh? We're getting all kinds of hate mail. Because it's... Space, your... Space Mountain is hard to get into. It hurts my back. It does hurt. It goes, what, 27 miles per hour, but your brain is too stupid to realize it. <laughs> so think it's exciting. Like, there, if, if you look... On it, there's literally different colors of tape based on how likely that portion of the track is likely to fail, which doesn't bode well. And if we're comparing it to Disneyland, the Disneyland version is more fun. Correct. Can I tell you my favorite Space Mountain story very briefly? Please do. Well... This is from the book Reality Land, which you should you have some time to read it. We, we, uh, we, we read have that. read it on your recommendation. Yes. So you already know this story about how they didn't tell people that Space Mountain was a roller coaster when it first started. And so Grandpa would have his big old video camera up there on his back, <laughs> you know, his shoulder waiting, you know, for this slow ride because they had no idea that it was a roller coaster. And there was nobody on the internet to tell you what this was. And so it was likely that Grandpa would drop his video camera during the ride. And because the systems were much less advanced back then, the vehicles would go underneath each other. And Grandpa would drop his camera on the head of somebody down below. And it got to the point where if a vehicle returned without a person in it, they would shut it down and have to go search for the person. <laughs> and then maybe six months later, they told you what the ride was. Wow. Which is probably a good idea. Josh, we got just I a cu- the, I ride the Barnstormer all the time now because it's the best place to get the Tron construction. There you go. Evidence. So here comes this 35-year-old dude with this big camera there to ride the Barnstormer. It's not a top 10. I'm looking at several here that it's better than. Okay. I don't see them. Josh, help me out. Test track makes no sense. Like, like, so so it's at some point you enter the computer 
and then you get into the sim car and supposedly you have designed a sim car and when i think everybody heard that the first time they thought that their design was somehow going to have an effect on the ride itself <laughs> but the ride is obviously always the same so that was always disappointing for me i mean obviously everybody knows that now but if you yeah. had made a car that was going to be 97 on power like maybe you would go faster outside or something or if it was capable you'd be able to do all these cool hairpin type turns or something, but it doesn't make any sense. So that's fine. It's a good, it's a good ride, especially at Epcot. I mean, compared to what they have going on there. So yep. Certainly a highlight at Epcot. <laughs> well, I would <laughs> much rather. much. Well, that's true. <laughs> uh, list, I would rather ride all these other rides than Pirates of the Caribbean. Sorry, Craig. And Josh, you can use that word in any of your articles, sequential, because it. <laughs> I do not own the copyright to that yet. Yet. All right, let me talk to my attorney. <laughs> well, right. If they just would left the story in it, but they could certainly, quote unquote, make it more Disney by putting in more of a storyline rather than telling me that the whatever the Kilimambabo tree is upside down and doesn't need a lot of water. Oh, yes. Like it's not even a real <laughs> baobab tree, tree. Telling me about it. Uh, I don't care about your stupid baobab. <laughs> thing. We are the at the fake eggs, <laughs> the fake termite mounds, the fake trees. So might as well be sore. And it's like soaring in real life. So, so Josh is now taking it down to number 20. <laughs> it's all be, uh, And for me personally, it actually would probably maybe even drop down if I wasn't so scared of getting... You'd think I would be impervious. <laughs> impervious. It like affects like 1% of the quarter of my brain. <laughs> but just to get on just sort of like a bicycle and just watch a five-minute video. But it's I so mean, much more than that, Josh. Is it, though? <laughs> I feel... Josh, do you think that Splash Mountain is the best ride in all of Walt Disney World? I quote Splash Mountain as being my favorite ride at Walt Disney World. You could make a strong argument for Rise of the Resistance. Right. But Splash Mountain is, how would you, not spension, spential, what was your word? Sentequential. Sentequential. Yes. And when is uh, Rise of the Resistance, if you include all the pieces, comes up to like a 15 minute experience without spoiling it for anybody who hasn't been on. But when is the next time Disney is going to make a Splash Mountain type ride with so many animatronics telling such a rich story? Uh, It's just it's the best. It remains the the best. That kind of surprises me. It does. I, I it surprises me. Well, there how you have this, it, folks. How the same company built that that built Cali River Rapids. <laughs> <laughs> Josh, you may, I'm, I'm glad you said that because I, I I sent you this not long ago. This was in one of your recent articles, and I can't remember what this was in reference to. But you said, and I quote: "You know, a lot of times Josh is uh, gets unfairly hated on on social media for being negative. We we think he's realistic. Absolutely." 
But he wrote this. He said, perhaps like life in general, it's best to enjoy the time you do have with the people you're lucky enough to love. Isn't that, isn't that beautiful, Holy guys? You're going to make me cry. Is that, are you sure that <laughs> was from that's Josh? That's from the Josh that was like, yes. 